0: Thing better than a glass of beer it is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 355 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Saturday, Saturday night here, folks. As we're recording this in the basement here in Martinsville, Saskatchewan. And, uh, yeah, just kind of looking out the basement window here. Uh, got some beers. And, uh, yeah, wife's out at the farm. So I'm going to fucking yell and scream down here for a while. And, uh, yeah, talk to you cats. So what's going on? How you guys doing? Um, well, for tonight's show, you guys know what that sound is. That's right. It is a pack of 9091 upper deck hockey cards. We'll open those at the top of the hour here. And, um, other than that, um, every once in a while I will do, is it Narciss... No, well, I guess it wouldn't be narcissism because people have asked me. So it's, I'm just answering the question. Um, kind of, kind of, well, not kind of, I'm going to do a QA episode tonight. Um, what I've done, I think I've done two or three. Like, in 355 episodes, I know I've done a couple. Not many, but a couple. Um, but what I like to do, along with my lists and everything, um, I didn't, way back when, I kind of learned my lesson. So, in the last kind of year or two, year and a half, I've started to... Uh, you know, make word documents and stuff and save them on my computer. Uh, first it was the list. I had a couple cats that listened to the show, send me lists out of the blue here and there. Um, slowed down recently. Cause I mean, you know, how many lists can you really do? Um, but they find them on the internet or on websites or wherever they find them and they'll send them to me. And obviously, you know, listeners of the show know we do. I've done plenty of lists, uh, over the last, uh, well, 355 episodes. Um, And, uh, and also, um, if people ask me questions sometimes on social media, uh, and they were, and they, you know, uh, result in the, you know, a, a good answer or whatever. It's like, I wrote the question down. Um, and on, and also I've done a few topics where it's like, Hey, you know, question and answer, blah, blah, blah. On social media, do you guys have any questions? And, um, I, I basically just, copy and pasted the the questions that were given to me, and then put them in this file, and then if, you know, the episode came around where it's like, oh, I needed something to talk about, well, here, I'll open up this file, and we'll answer some of these questions. And tonight's the night, I'm going to answer some questions, and uh, yeah, so I'll do that, and um, yeah, I'll talk about a surprise uh, signing and appearance played last night, and also another East Coast League tough guy has... Returned uh, so that I'm excited about this. Uh, we'll talk about that um, Yeah, and uh, you know, we'll see what else happens here as the as that here as the uh, as the night goes on here There you go. Cheers. I'd like to say it was the first it was about the third for tonight, but Here's uh, here's the Saturday night folks All right, let's get into it first as I always have to right got to tell you member of the Hawks podcast network over 100 shows in on the network I'm on the original content creator side with myself Terry Ryan Jolt and Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles Alec at the five for fighting podcast Jordan at five in a game uh, He is back in the fold. He, uh sent me a text the other day. We went back and forth good to hear from him again uh, he's back from the patch and uh, hopefully he can uh, uh, re- Resurrect the uh, the podcast and get it going again and uh, look forward to that um Yes, if you happen to be on the YouTubes, um, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, I have over 2,000 videos on my channel, uh, check it out, all the leagues, uh, whatever league you're looking for, just type in a little search engine, boom, up it'll come, so yes, please subscribe to the channel, if you watch a video of mine, or Alec, or my boy from last episode, old Jay. D skunk is his YouTube channel and he puts up Southern pro league fights But if you if you're like, oh, I'm not really a Southern pro league guy. That's cool Go way back in his archive because he's been doing this shit for a decade. You'll find like old UHL shit and stuff Oh, he's got some good shit back there. You know McIntyre back in the old, you know in the Quad City and shit and Jonathan the Hammer Trombley and uh, You know the little the wrecker little John. Oh, yeah, check out his stuff Subscribe to his channel as well. Um, you know, that always, uh, and like I said, if you happen to watch a video on YouTube, hit the like button because it helps us on the algorithms. And, uh, there you go. And, and at whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on myself or Joe's or Alex or whoever podcast you're listening to, um, could you, uh, rate the show? Again, the little star rating, uh, that helps us out as well. Download, don't stream. That's how we get paid. And I know I always say this, but uh, you know, in case we have new listeners, folks, bear with. I got to I got to throw it out there. It's like the PSA. Um, yeah, just uh, like the episode, download it, um, subscribe to the subscribe to the podcast, and uh, yeah, that's how you can help out. A, and I'm not just for my show. I'm saying for everybody's show because that's how that's how you can help the content creator because um, the YouTube and and Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff, they love that shit. And like I said, it helps in the algorithms and uh yeah, it helps us gain followers and uh and we can continue to do this nonsense. How's that sound? Hey and you know, I you know, I know it's gambling and stuff, and I hate to push it on you, but we've got ads and stuff. But yes, the DraftKings, the promo code THPN. Yeah, if you're gonna bet on the Super Bowl, hey why not sign up for DraftKings, use the promo code. It's like five bucks, it's it you like two hundred dollars. Free bets, yeah, drop it, go for it. Um yeah, there you go. I'm getting all the vices out here. Um, let's open some hockey cards, or should I? Yeah, we'll do this, and then I'll talk about uh, talk about the player, the player signings and stuff. So, of course, I got this pack. Everybody knows my uh, love for Dollarama here in in Canada, and I have Dollarama down the street here. And uh, yes, and they sell like surprise bags. So very, I've had people ask me okay, where do I get these packs from and like I said, it's it's they're they're called surprise bags They're blue and they they're like $2 and um, you'll see them on the pegs over by the toy section in the dollarama The thing is here's the tip Because when you open them up you get like th- little three packs of cards like common cards or whatever But you also you either get like plastic sleeves or or, a, a, you know, the, the, the box, the plastic little card box that can hold like 20 cards, you get that. But if you want to get the pack of cards, this, I, I know this sounds creepy, but this is what it works. You'll, you'll understand if you go and grab the packages, feel the ones that are the thinnest ones. You'll understand what I'm talking about when you grab them. The thinnest ones are the ones that have the hockey packs in them, packages. Problem is a lot of the packages have been these bloody like 90 what is it 1998 Swedish elite league cards yeah that's I got about 70 friggin packs of those Swedish cards here but you also get some old pro set stuff some score hence the upper deck cards so every most of the while you get these so you know yeah, it's something to do whatever but I, it's like two bucks a pack but it's so it's I mean yeah I know it's a rip-off but it's two bucks and it uh it, it gives me a, a two minute bit for my podcast so but here we go. Let's open there. You got Steve Duchesne. Brian Leach All-Star Cart, man. You go back and you look up his stats. Brian Leach was something, man. Wow. Hey, Cam Neely, there we go. Off to a hot start. Randy Ladasur. Keith Acton. Vacheslav Fatisov. Rob Stauber, Star Rookie. Rob Ray. There we go. Randy Burridge. Jeff Brown. Tony totally Semenoff. Oh, and the draft pick cards. Yeah, there you go. for the first four picks of the draft. Owen Nolan, Nedved, Keith Primo, Mike Ricci. Yeah. Not a bad uh Yager, Siszens, Sador, Hatcher, Slaney, Berhowski. First rounders. Yeah, that was a hell of a draft class, man. Brad May, Broder, Stevenson, Antoski. Uh yeah. What a draft. What a draft. So those will go over there. Sorry, Seminoff. Into the garbage can with you. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, well, of course, the uh, surprise showing from last night. Brett Gallant out of retirement as he was hanging out in Summerside PEI. And uh, he figured... Uh, let, let's go and he went and played for the Laval in the LNAH last night number 44 suiting it up and uh you know didn't scrap um, he, we did talk uh, privately in DM after the game he said he really enjoyed it everybody was really good um he was he was struggling to find his legs uh, it was basically I know because in the summer the Lnh has like an expand or has like a, a, a draft. And basically, it's like a free agent draft. And a lot of these teams, um, they're throwing darts, right? They're just like, oh, yeah, because back in the day, they'd be like, oh, I'm taking Mel Engelstad, Dennis Bonby. You know, like, they would just, in case they ever decided to come, they'd own their rights. It's like, okay. Well, this year, this summer, Laval actually took Brett and Alex Collant, which got the internet just going. Of course, Alex Collant signed, and he's back in the American Hockey League. But Brett decided, um, as American League run was over and retired and wanted to stay home with the family back in the Maritimes. And, uh, he and I would talk back and forth. I text him and, and, and he said Laval was really throwing, uh, you know, really throwing the money and offering them and they were really serious. They wanted him to come and he hummed and hawed and, uh, eh, you know, I don't know, whatever, maybe. And, uh, but he never outright said no. Um, but I know there is a certain cutoff. Um, you got to play before if you're going to get into any playoff games. You have to play by a certain cutoff, and uh, and it was coming up. So I think they kind of made the last ditch effort to him. Like, listen, if you want to come, this is kind of the last chance we can get for you for this year. And uh, and so he decided to do it. And like I said, he dressed last night. Um, um the team he, who'd he play? Um well he played well Ice Wars competitor Andre Theobolt was on the other team Um and unfortunately well not unfortunately but he actually fought Derek because Derek Parker also plays for Laval, And him and Theobolt fought twice last night so Uh Gallant didn't get into anything but uh because I'm sure he's you know Guy's been retired for a year you know for this season so How much training he actually like I don't know if he's been skating or I don't think so Or not much anyway um so I don't think he was, you know, just, just, oh, in prime hockey ready to go. Cause I don't think he's like, I don't even think he's playing like senior out there or anything. So, um, you know, this was really his first time this year. So, uh, no scraps, but I'm sure, um, you know, if he goes back and plays a couple more games, uh, I'm sure he'll eventually find one, you know, old habits die hard, but, uh, Brett Gallant in the LNAH love to see it. Love it. And, uh, yeah, man. Him and Derek Parker, uh, they got, that's a hell of a tag team they got going in Laval. And Parker, man, I'm telling you, continues to impress me. Uh, you know, ba- the guy's, the guy works for CN Rail, comes right off the train. Uh, you know, we can say what you want. You know, he's out of shape and whatever. You know, you know, he's pretty heavy, but, uh, he doesn't give a shit. He drops the gloves and goes wide open and swings. And, uh, him and Tebow put on a, I love, I love me some Tebow too. He put on a great show and, and, uh, unfortunately, Dave Hamill, um, who's probably arguably, you know, uh, uh, many fans will tell you the toughest guy in the league, unfortunately, got injured. And, uh, and I believe that it, I It's, it's hard to tell because lots of stuff, it's obviously in French, right? <clears throat> so you read the translation and stuff, but I believe Hamill's out for the season, unfortunately. So, um, but he would have been playing last night. That would have been interesting to see a Gallant-Hamill friggin' matchup, boy. Oh, that's hilarious. I was sitting here and I got got a notification. Oh, was it about three months ago? I made that comment about the Ovechkin speared Frederick for the Bruins there, the nuts, that morning skate thing, and all the OV fanboys are are crying to me. Oh, I just got another one. I'm like, dude, this is like three months ago. Get a life, man. But he's like, oh, yeah, he cross-checked the three. He got what he deserved. If you think anything, otherwise, you're soft, bud. It's like, bud, yeah. It's like, is there anything softer than spearing a guy in the balls? I'm just, seriously, like, you fucking OV fanboys are hilarious. Oh, just anything to stick up for OV. Yeah, uh, guy's softer than fucking a Disney matinee. Hall of Fame player physical guy, whatever. But anybody, try to tell me. Oh, oh he's a power forward. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Fuck, gutless. What does he got Two career fights. All the bullshit greasy hits he's throwing, he's got two fights. But oh yeah, tell me how bad it, well he locked the one kid out, oh yeah, the 18 year old Russian kid that never been in a fight before. Oh yeah, yeah, the OV's oh, he's a real killer. Yeah, I noticed when it's anybody that could actually fight back, oh yeah, yeah, he's quickly heading for the hills. Well, he shouldn't have to fight, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying, okay. Oh, he's the star player. Well, what star player runs around and does the greasy shit that Ovechkin does? Really? I mean, oh, you know, Marchant and them. Well, Marchant fights. He's fought before. Oh, well, Crosby can get there. Well, Crosby's fought before. Never seen Ovechkin do it. You got two. You got the same amount of career fights as Gretzky. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. <laughs> no, a, oh, you're saying he's no good? Nah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Ovechkin's no good. Shut up. No, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm just calling him a greasy bastard. That's all. But yeah, physical guy. For sure. I'm, mean, You know, whatever. I'm not saying he isn't. But I'm just saying he's done a lot of cheap shit over his career and he never fights. Um, now I'll get back on track. Well, yeah, so I was pumped to see Brett Gallant back. Another cat that just signed back. Former Saskatoon Blade. Garrett Klotz. Back in action. Signs with Kansas City. Um, yeah, big dude, man. Glotz is a badass. Um, that's cool. I like Glotz. Um, well, what a tag team. Now, Glotz and Ryan Divine. How's that one? It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I it'll, I'll be interested to, to know how that affects Divine. Um, I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, hopefully they keep them both. Um. I'm, I'm not sure if divine has been playing D or not with Kansas City. Um, but, you know, if that's the case, obviously one's a Ford, one's D. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Because what I really want to see, to be completely honest, and I will say, Ryan Devine was on a podcast here, uh, this week, or was it last week? But no, it had to be this week because they were talking about Amesbury signing with, um, Fort Wayne. And, uh, Divine all but said, like, yeah, February 7th when they play, uh, Fort Wayne, it's going to be interesting with him and Amesbury, and, uh, he's looking forward to it. So, and I, uh, yeah, and you know, Amesbury's been itching for it, right? Um, you know, cause he's sat out this whole time with that 18 game suspension, so he's primed up and ready to go, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to see the battle of the Ice Wars champs here. So, February 7th, uh, Daniel Amesbury versus Ryan divine. it'll be, uh, that'll be fun. So, Um, hopefully the signing of Glotz doesn't get in the way of this, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it'd be cool to see Amesbury fight Glotz too, without a doubt, but I kind of want to see the Divine Amesbury fight, because that's kind of like the Ice Wars stuff and everything else, so, um, and, uh, oh, well, and speaking of Ice Wars, um, I actually sent, uh, a text message to Charlie Nama, the, uh, promoter of Ice Wars, and, uh, he said there is uh, next week there will be an announcement. So I'm looking forward to that. And he said he's going to give me a call on Monday. So i um, looking forward to talking to Charlie. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to get some information out of him and I'll bring it to you guys in the next episode. I know I got a bunch of Ice Wars fans, myself included, obviously. Big Ice Wars fans. So uh, patiently been waiting. So, um, you know, hopefully you have some good news. Um, yeah. So there we go. Um, wow. Wow. Let's get to this, I guess. Why not? Uh, you know, we're, we're 17 minutes in. We may as well get to this, this a business. And, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, you know, it's a fun little Sunday episode here. Nothing too serious, you know, and, uh, yeah, let's get into it. First we've got to do some little gotta do some sponsorship, folks. You know, we've got to keep the lights on here. And I hope you guys actually, like I said, if you're into the gambling and stuff, I know some people aren't and that's cool. Uh, but if you are and you wanna sign up for DraftKings, it would be great if you use the promo code uh for the network, THPN. That's what gets us paid, and they're a big major sponsor of the network, and uh that would be cool. It'd be uh you'd be you'd be doing us a solid. And you get a hell of a deal. So uh Check it out in this ad read, and uh, I'll be back on the other side here. We'll get some get to the Q&A. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Seattle and Pittsburgh, big matchup. Seattle's been hot, five-game winning streak. Uh, you can get them at plus 120. Uh, another one, if you're into player props or game team props, uh, the Canucks, first goal, minus 150, something to look at as they play Columbus Blue Jackets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit eight hundred. Gambler.net in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-6369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Like everyone's just dying to hear my answers to all this stuff. Um... Okay, well, click, click, click. all right. Well, let's see what we got here. Oh, we'll start. Who do I think the top five all-time fighters in the LNAH are? Oh, well, hey, that that here, that that'll be a softball question right out of the gate. Um, bit, um yeah, but yeah, I'm just going down the line here, folks, with the Q and A. Like I said, with the, I mean, obviously, I wrote these Q and A questions, or obviously the questions down weeks and months ago, I just add to the, like I said, I just add to the file. Um, and I've had the file sitting here. I didn't open it and like, Oh, I'll do this question, this question, this question. I'm just like, whatever. I'll just open it and start at the top and go work my way down here. So yeah. Uh, top five L and H. Um, number five, Louis Bedard. Um, no, no. I think Bedard's going to be higher than that. Man, there's so many tough guys in the l and eight. It, Well, see, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like, uh, like how do, you, how do you rate it? Like, who had the best? Uh, who do I think is, like, pound for pound, if you fought this, these are the five toughest guys ever? Or do you do some... See, I kind of look at it like there's got to be some longevity involved. Like, here's an example. Like, I wouldn't put Bossy in the top five. Now, in his... Chiefs run there, the Morasti years and everything that year there where they had the eight fights or whatever. Yeah, bosse is probably the top guy. Um, but that was for one year. and But he wasn't the top guy. Like he st- When he started in Verdun, I don't want to say he wasn't any good, but he was just young, right? And learning, and he took some lumps. And he wasn't the Bossy four years later. And then the Bossy, obviously, it was in the UFC and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like that's kind of where I'm, but if you wanted to do the single, like, you know, toughest guy, ever, well, okay, then you could do it that way, but I'm not going to do it that way, I'll do it, I'll kind of, like, you got to have some longevity, you got to have a fight card, you know, proven track record uh over time, I'm going to kind of look at it that way, um, Number five, I gotta get, Parker, man, I gotta say, because, I mean, I know when he first came in with St. Hyacinth there, I mean, 500 minutes that first year, and he was a scourge of the league, man, guys wanted to kill him, uh, and he had that style, he'd get the spin going, but he beat some top guys, like, it wasn't like he was knocking guys out, but I mean, just kind of overwhelm them, and just, you know, it was just slippery, man, and it was, uh, and I, I remember Dean Mayrad saying that he was just really frustrating to fight, um, but yeah, but like I said, the longevity's there. And even now, like I said, at 40 some years old, you know, he's not in shape or whatever. But I mean, just comes right off the train and basically drives from Saskatoon to Frigger, you know, to Mel, from Saskatoon to Quebec and gets into it in Laval. And, uh, and he's a showman, man. I will say he, he gets on social media and pumps it up and talks shit. And, um, he's, yeah, he's a showman. He's always been a showman and, um, Yeah, I'm Derek Parker. I got to say, yeah, number five. Um, Four. Um, Dube, Jacques Dube. I've heard some people call it Dube, dube, but I always call it Dube because D U B E, there's like we have the Dube Center in Saskatoon. So that's how I've always just said it. I don't know, maybe that's the English in me saying it the improper way. But um, anyway, regardless, you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, dude did it forever, had a million fights in that league, um, you know, took on everybody, his fight card's ridiculous, like, I can't remember how many, 500 plus fights, and, um, you know, started off, I believe he was like a, a local, like, like he never played junior. I believe he was just like a local bouncer that was like just a tough guy. And they're like, yeah, well, it's like the whole, It was. it's really like the Doug Smith thing. Yeah, we'll just teach you to skate and then you can start fighting. And he started in the old Quebec Senior League with the Aces and, you know, and then went went through a Quebec Radio X and all that. He's a huge fan favorite. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm down with Dubé. Um, you know, big Jacques there, big guy. And, and later on, like, when he got, it, learned the balance and learned the, you know, you know, he was a force, man. And, uh, tough to put away. Like, guys were, not you know, he'd take a shot and he'd stand in there. And, um, yeah. I, yeah, Dubé, man. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta put Jacques in there. Um, three. Yeah, I mean, Morasty, I guess. Like, I gotta, like... Um, just for the amount of fights that he had the way he'd fight wide open toe-to-toe never picked his spots Yeah, boss. They got the better of them in their series But I mean overall it's like those were just outright wars and he did it for I don't How many years has he in the league five or six and you know The run there in Sorrell for a couple years then he went off to the American League and then he came back and back to Sorrell and Bounced around a couple teams there at the end, would fly in here and there, but, and then he'd come in and fight Terrio or like Alex Penner or like, you know, LaRoy or, uh, LaCroix and guys like that. It's just, yeah, a constant showman, always with the arms up in the air, trying to get the crowd into it. Um, yeah, I gotta go with Jim from Shorzy, man, at number three, uh, two, um, yeah, that, that yeah, I said Bedard earlier. Yeah, Louis, cause he played in that league forever. And again, much like Marasti, wide open, toe to toe guy. Um, I, 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 love me some Louis Bedard. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, I got to go with Bedard. Yeah. And then number one, I, um, yeah, the guy was just did it for a long time the animal, right? And fight card, second to none, wide open fights and like, was he, me motherfucker, man? They, you know, and did it for a long time. And, uh, I think he's sort of the, the gold standard in the league, man. And, uh, again, and I mean, like I said, you could have Var another guy, Pat Cote, Sugden, you know, there are so many killers in that league. It's like, you know, but just sitting here right now, I think, yeah, that, that would be my, f- again, if you, ah, shit, you ask me this question next week, it might be, it'll be different. Terry I would always have it won but i mean you could put cote in there but cote really didn't play a lot of games like he was hurt a lot suspended a lot um he didn't actually play a ton of games in the in the quebec league um while link gates oh shit how do i forget link gates cuz i mean he did play a bunch of seasons in the quebec league kind of what was the quebec senior league too like that early 2000s link uh yeah shit maybe link should have been in there instead of like parker or something ah uh, well we'll give link the honorable mention but yeah, but yeah, like I said, there's so many guys. Um yeah. There you go. Um uh, Well this is fitting. Yeah, well with baseball season in the Hall of Fame. Should Barry Bonds, A Rod, etc. be in the Hall of Fame? Um Yeah, that's tough, you know. Like I get for moral reasons why they're not. Um <sighs> It's so hard because I mean, there was drug users and stuff in the 70s, like, there was, like, they took drugs and shit in the 70s and the 80s and stuff, too, um, you know, I don't know, it's, um, from a talent, like, from his talent standpoint, I've always, and I don't like the guy, but I'll be, Barry Bonds, the best hitter I've ever seen in my life, I mean, you can say, I mean, I, I can't stand guy; he's an asshole, but, yeah. Guy was awesome, saw like one good pitch a game, hit it out, and, you know, and that, and Roids don't do that, he was good before Roids, um, Roids just make you, like, that's the thing with steroids, it's like, well, he's good because of steroids, no, he's good because he put the work in, steroids just allowed him to work longer and harder, so, uh, you know, it wasn't just, oh, you took steroids and you magically became good. Because there's a lot of guys on steroids that didn't do what Barry Bonds did and McGuire. So, those guys were great without it. it just, they put in the work, though. They put in Hall of Fame-level work. And the steroids, okay, you could say, well, the steroids allowed them to. Yeah, but they still had to go to the gym. They still had to put in the work. They still had to do the reps. And, you know, so... You know, and there's so many guys, right? And that's, and that's the argument. Like I always see this online. It's like, oh, well, that's why I love Griffey. He never took roids. Yeah. How do you know? Seriously. Now, I'm not sitting here accusing him of anything, but it's just like, we don't know. How do you know? Well, oh, you know, you never tested positive. Well, <laughs> Bonds didn't either. You know, really. McGuire didn't either. You know, they just admitted it. You know, so it's like, you know, um, you know, so who knows? So, I I never liked that whole, oh, Griffey was, he was clean. um Yeah, well, no one really knows. So, you know, and that's the thing. And there's so much, you know, in like Jim Tomey and guys like that. I mean, you know, were they on him? Yeah, probably not. But who knows, right? So, that's the thing. There's going to always be that shadow of doubt, right? So, um, now, obviously, some guys either got popped or came out and said they did it. So, um you know, I I would still do it. I would still put them in like Maguire, Sosa, Arod, Bonds, Clemens. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's um that's just me. But uh, like to me McGuire and Sosa in that home run race brought baseball back to the to everyone's uh to, uh national forefront, right? A, with that race, it was awesome, and they, I don't want to say they saved baseball, because baseball will always be here, but, you know what I mean though, it it brought it back, after the strikes, and all that bullshit that they had, yeah, so, and it was just captivating, right, I mean, I I can remember like people, uh, because I was out there, working at the casino at the time, like people that weren't even, like, big, huge baseball fans or anything, just casual fans or whatever, but, oh, did they hit one tonight? You know, it was always, you know, so, and it was just awesome, and the the show that those two put on for the year was unbelievable, so, um, yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, I had a vote, I'd vote them in, but, you know, um... Favorite, I know you're a gambler. Favorite sport to bet on? Um College basketball. Uh, what is my go-to game in Vegas? Uh, when I'm in Las Vegas, which I'll be in February, looking forward to it, the 19th, heading out of here again. Um, yeah, oh, I love me Las Vegas. Uh Video poker. Uh, I like to sit at, uh, although the pay tables aren't the best at the bars, um, I do enjoy just sitting at the bar. Playing video poker. Uh, I want to say drinking for free, but you're not drinking for free. I, I bought many uh, 20 and $40 Miller Lights. Uh, but, uh, no, you just sit there and they bring you booze and... Uh, yeah, you're just, you're watching the game on TV that you're betting on and, uh, and people watching. And at that point, when I'm in Vegas in February, I'm just happy to be out of the snow, dude. I'm in my shorts and my flip-flops and, uh, just hanging out and having a good time and, uh, just not working. So it's all good for me. But yeah, video poker guy. Um, if everybody has, yes, I have hit a royal flush. In fact, I hit two on one trip once. Uh, how many royal flushes did I hit? One, two, six, seven. I've hit seven in my time. Um, those are a thousand, but actually a couple of them were progressives. Um, biggest one was 14 something, the progressive, um, which of course I had to pay being, if anything over $1,200, you have to pay a 30% tax on, but being Canadian, I get that back, but I did have to pay them the 30%. I've told the lady, I'm like, I don't even live here. Do I have to? Yes, you have to. Um, but then once you get back, yeah, you can submit it. So I do get it back, but, uh, yeah, a little bit of a, you got to do jumps through some hoops and stuff, but you can't get the money back. But, um, yes, video poker. Uh, not a big tables guy. Um, I'm terrible at poker. I would never play poker in, in Vegas because I'd just get murdered there. Um, blackjack, I have. Um, but I'm, I find blackjack very tedious. I don't, um. You know, you know. I did work at a casino and stuff. It, I've, I, it's funny when somebody finds out I worked at casino. Can you count cards? It's like, yeah. I mean, you got the high low count. It's like it's on a number line. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, I understand the theory of counting cards. Um, I'm not a huge blackjack player, so I've I've never um, put the skill or really practiced that skill. I know how to do it, and in the in the you know, but, uh, no, I've never sat at a Las Vegas uh, table and counted cards. Um, but, uh, no, I, I'm not a real big blackjack guy. And, uh, of course, my wife obviously plays slot machines and whatever. Um, you know, I'll sit down and, and, and with her and maybe play a couple slots here and there, you know, you know, hit the buttons, hope for bonus and whatever. Obviously there's no skill involved playing slot machines, but, um, you know, I just, yeah, I mean it's funny. I'm I'm not I'm you know, and I put in my sports bets in the morning and stuff and um but I'm ultimately I when it comes down to it I'm really not a huge huge gambler. I mean it's not like oh, I'm coming to town, I get a host and I'm the whale and they put me up in the suite and yeah, like I I remember a couple times. I think I've commented on this before, but it's like so they're talking and it's like uh oh, you play blackjack, bro? How much how bucks a hand? It's like, what? Like, dude, I'm a friggin' public servant. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not betting $100. I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, you and I both work at the same place. Would you bet $100 a hand? He's like, oh, that's too rich for me. I'm like, what the hell would I play it that much for? I'm like, no. Um, You know, we have our American money that we put aside. We save every, like, what I do is I, actually, you know, I take money off a check um, every month and, and put it away and uh, at, you know when it's time to go because we go every February on school break. Um, yeah, it just turned into a marriage. Well, that's the biggest thing is the exchange rates are Canadian dollars so shitty. It's like 75 cents. So you're basically losing a quarter for every dollar, right? So it's like, Jesus. So you get your ass kicked on the exchange. God, I wish our dollar was worth about. I don't even, it doesn't even have to be par. Just even get to about above 90 would be nice. Um, so that hurts. You're already down... Uh, you know, twenty five cents on every dollar, but um, you know, but um, yeah, it's um, you know, so we save money, and and it's like, and and like I said, it's like this is the money. I always say that we t- when we take the cash, it's like this is the money you're willing to lose. I've never used my credit card. At, well, I need to rent the car or whatever, but I've never gone to an ATM machine in Las Vegas to get cash out because I'm just getting killed. It's like no, I've Smart bankroll management. And it's like, yeah, if I, if I'm playing some video poker, that's why I like video poker too. It's slow, right? Like, you're not, like those, some of those slot, oh, penny slots. Yeah, right. Penny slots betting a buck, you know, buck 25 or two bucks or whatever a spin. Even if it's a buck a spin, boom, boom, boom. Well, 20 spins, you didn't get nothing. Oh, there's your 20. It's like, oh, okay, well, that was three minutes, you know. So, I mean, the slots can suck money back real quick. Video poker, you can slow roll it for a while, right? And I'll sit, and, like I said, you know, people watch and watch the game I'm betting on and just kind of fiddle fuck around and I can make my money last playing video poker. So yeah, I mean, you know, I basically 200 bucks a day, maybe like that's kind of my gambling limit and you know, whatever. Like I said, I'm not some huge gambler guy. It's like, you know, and if I'm, Hey, if I'm having a losing session, it's like, and I've been it, I've done it. Believe me, I've spent, Oh, I've spent tons of money chasing it. it. But it's just, yeah, you don't, you know, jump chase the dragon, man. It's like just call it a night and go walk around and go find something else to do. And, you know, when we go back up to the room, maybe, and like we always bring the laptop with us, maybe just chill out in the room, drink some room beers, have some, you know, we got the room, you know, got the chips and beef jerky and stuff in the room, just kind of hang out. And I was going to say, watch TV. Uh, TV sucks in Vegas in no the hotel, but like. You know, wife will get on the computer and go, you know, she's on Facebooks and whatever, talk to her friends and stuff. But, yeah, just hang out in the room. I'll put my feet up and drink beer. You know, at the end of the day, it's at the, yeah, you're in Vegas, but it's a vacation and I'm not at work. And I'm just happy at that. So, yeah, so we're not huge gamblers by any means. We'll drop a few bucks, but it's like, know your limits, right? So, there. sorry, that's a very long-winded answer to what was my favorite casino game. But, um I've always credited working at, like I worked at the casino for like 10 years here. And I always say I'm very happy that I did because, uh, I saw some real sad shit. I saw people lose everything. And, uh, and I, that really made me think and control, cause when you're younger, you'll go nuts sometimes betting and whatever. And, uh, and there's been some times, yeah, I'll put in some sports bets and you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're, losing, you're chasing, you're chasing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone goes on tilt. Um, but you got to recognize that and just uh, be careful. And like, hey, like I said, even before we got going, oh, DraftKings sponsors, sign us up, THPN, um, yeah. And like, it's like anything and everything's, hey, everything in moderation, right? If you're gonna gamble, gamble you can. I would say gamble you can afford to lose. And uh, yeah, you're, there's my PSA for the night. Um, let's move on here. Um, favorite TV or movie car. Okay, Uh, well I guess most people yell Batmobile Um, I got Smokey and the Bandit, the old Trans Am, that was pretty cool Knight Rider Oh yeah, the General Lee, Dukes Hazard. There you go, I'll say the General Lee Favorite cartoon, adult, uh, favorite cartoon as a kid and as an adult Um, As a kid, Flintstones, every lunch hour Um, As an adult, well I mean, I guess uh, King of the Hill I'm, I'm a huge King of the Hill fan Um, American Dad, yeah, the early American, early family guy, I mean, The Simpsons is like the gold standard, right, um, you know, uh, I, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time, um, but, you know, er, er, I always say every spring I have to go back and watch the, uh, the, uh, softball episode, uh, that's my favorite, that's probably my favorite cartoon episode of all time, um. But yeah, I, I really like Hank Hill and them. The King of the Hill always used to make me laugh. Uh, Archer. I started watching Archer the first couple of seasons and I really enjoyed it and then I stopped watching it. I'm really bad at that for anything. I've watched so many TV shows or movies, like, and I'm terrible at not finishing them. Seriously. It's like, like I've never finished The Sopranos. Sons of Anarchy. All that stuff. Uh, Breaking Bad. Like I started watching them. I enjoyed them and then I just never go back and watch them. Yeah, um, that's terrible, but, um, yeah, where was I say King of the Hill, yeah, okay, um, what TV show or movies are you watching, what TV shows are you watching currently, um, uh, currently, uh, Tulsa King with Stallone, um, that's been really good, I'm, uh, almost done the first season, um, I've always been a huge Sylvester Stallone fan. I've been enjoying it. Um, oh, actually, another one that I binge watched real quick. I basically watched it in two days. They were like half an hour episodes. It's only been out for one season somewhere. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm a degenerate or anything, but Bookie, uh, with Sebastian Bataskeko. Um, is that how you You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. That one was good. That's on like Max TV. I'm not going to say I got a little pirate deal where I could see everything. So. I, I believe it's on Max. Uh, yeah, Tulsa Kings on Paramount. Um, but yeah, bookie, I really enjoyed the first season. I hope they do another one. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, actually, what the, the I I just I've watched the two seasons of it. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham, the soccer show documentary. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ryan McElherney bought the uh, Wrexham soccer team, and. Um, I really enjoyed it. Not that I'm a huge soccer fan, but, um, I, I love the passion of the fans. Uh, some of it kind of was eye rolling to me, but at the same time, you could, you could feel what it meant to the community. And they did a very good job on the documentary. Um, I'm, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. Michael Herney, I didn't know anything about. I've never watched Always Funny and Sunny in Philadelphia, but, um, I really liked him as a, he, They come across, you know, maybe they're douchebags, I don't know, but they come across very well in the documentary. Now, granted, they're making the documentary, but I like what they did. And I I always say to to my buddy at work there, I said, man, to have that much money, it would be so cool to buy a team like that and, uh, you know, I'm not saying buy a soccer team, but like how A.J. did it in Danbury back in the day, like that was all of our dreams. I always said, if I bought a hockey team in the minors, I would have done exactly what A.J. Galante did. I would have totally... I do, shit, I'd do that now if I could. Yeah, if I had a ton of cash, I would totally buy, like, a, a Southern Pro team or something, or, or even the LNAH, and then try to get, make, like, a, a, like an Ontario team. You know, like, oh yeah, and, uh, and try to change the rules up and get guy, oh, I, I would totally do that if I had the cash. So, I can completely understand what Reynolds and those guys were doing, but at the same time, they understood the, cause it's like, what, the oldest, like, the oldest stadium in Europe and all that, like, uh, so and, and they yeah it, it's just really cool i i'd recommend it even if you're not a soccer fan uh yeah welcome to Wrexham, it uh it was cool man and you and you found yourself like rooting for them to get promoted and stuff and uh yeah it was cool i really enjoyed it actually my uh my wife and i watched it and we really enjoyed it um and like i said neither of us are like huge soccer fans or anything but um yeah it was cool man um Ah, uh, in your ten questions you always say what well, if you could go back and get a season ticket for any year, what what would your season ticket be? Um I I you know what? Um man, some of them old Thunder Bay scene, the Colonial League when Englestad and those guys were there, that have been cool. Some of the old United League shit. Um I'm a minor league guy. I know some guys be oh the NHL in ninety you know, in the nineties NHL was really cool, but I'm a minor league guy, so um and you know, and I, I just love the circus of the LNAH. I would probably say that oh four, oh five, oh six, kind of right in there. Two thousand five LNAH. That I like Laval summons Chiefs. That I would, I would be. That would be my season ticket. You know, go see Swanson and the boys. I think that if I could go watch again, that would, that would be my pick. Yeah. Um, favorite worst fighter. Um. I get what they're saying. Um, uh, and I, like, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way or anything. Um, Jim Cummins. Yeah. I mean, he wide open, fight everybody, uh, win, lose, or draw, man. He was, uh, yeah, big Jim Cummins fan. Uh, Audgers. I feel bad saying that about Audgers, like, he was some punching, like, I'm not saying they were punching bags and lost all, no, no, but I mean, they would bleed and they're undersized and whatever but yeah, just, but wide open like Van and Bush too, like those guys but I wouldn't say those guys were, but Jim Cummins because if you go back and you want to win-loss, I mean, you know I think probably Jim Cummins' win-loss record is probably not that great, but but it's not like a win-loss record and like, I don't know like the Neil Sheehy Tori Robertson Brian Kerr in vain. Uh, I mean, he took his losses wide open. So that's yeah. I'd say Jim Cummins. Uh, what beer do I drink? Uh, in when I'm in Canada, most of the t- I kind of mix it up now and again. I will. I always make fun of Jane as cra- I do not drink craft beer and IPAs and shit. I do not like that stuff. Um, I am not a beer auto or anything uh no I'm I'll drink domestic swill that's good enough for me um no I always say the local brewery here in Saskatoon Great Western um back in the days of when I played senior baseball and stuff they were very good to us uh gave us a lot of money Great Western does great things in the community here in Martinsville uh they donated four hundred thousand dollars for the new rink that's getting built uh or the new event center um yeah, man, Great Western. Uh, I enjoy the products. Great West, Great Western Light is, uh, by, uh, probably 95% of the time that if, when I go into the liquor store here, that's what I will buy. And, and they, uh, they supported the SJHL, which obviously I'm a big fan of. And with those cool glasses, the pint glasses they did with the logos on them, they did those. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm down with Great Western to the low. And it's cool. Like I said, you're supporting local and, uh, yeah, and it's and it's not like oh, I got to choke it down, support local, you know. No, it's good shit. In fact, that's cheers. That's what I got right here. So, and then if I go to the states, I would say uh, Rolling Rock. Yeah, Rolling Rock. Yeah, Rolling Rock. I'm a fan. Um. Uh, well, you said burgers your favorite. What's your favorite burger place? Uh, locally, Fud Fun fact, actually, Saskatoon is the, the only Fud left in Canada. And, uh, it's funny if you talk to anybody from Saskatoon and mention, like, Fud is like the, <laughs> like, the, they, we, we really protect the Fud here. Um, yeah, Fud Uh, it's funny. And when we stay at the Orleans in Las Vegas, that's the hotel we stay at. It's an off-strip casino. Uh, we really enjoy it. Uh, it's a locals place. Um, they actually have a rockers in the food court, which always kind of cracks me up. Um, Burger. um, I know down in the States, um, we were told a bunch of time. in and out burger and, uh, been there a couple times, enjoyed it. It's good. Um, yeah, Fuddruckers here. Um, yeah, this is an interesting question. I could actually, I will post to the listeners here. Um, I was talking about this the other, I, I might've mentioned this on another episode. I'm probably sure. I probably mentioned a bunch of this stuff on other episodes, but, um, when you go and pick up pizza, was it, did I talk about this already? Do you tip? I was asking people, um, most of the time, cause it's like, I don't want to sit and wait for delivery. So it's just like, yeah. And I mean, where we live, it's so small, right. You can get to the pizza place in two minutes. It's like, I'll just go pick it up. Uh, but I go in and pick it up. It's like, do you tip them? It's like, it's always this quandary, right? It's like, well, I'm doing all the work and stuff. But it's like, at the same time, I always have this thing. It's like, oh, every time I phone them, they're going to have, like, something on the computer. Oh, this prick doesn't tip, and I don't want them to spit my pizza or something. So, I it depends. Um, but, yeah, I got to say, I, most of the time, I actually tip for some reason. I don't... You know, um, if I would, yeah, that's the thing, right? Now everybody I've asked, they're like, no. It's like, I don't know. Like, if the guy delivered it, obviously I'm going to tip for sure. But picking it up, I probably shouldn't, but I still do. But it's funny, like, even you go through Subway, it's like, they get the tip option. It's like, but the thing is, if I'm in Saskatoon, I'm ordering it, so I don't tip. But when I'm in Martinsville in the small town here, and it's like, I'm, you know... I see these Subway people all the time. It's like, yeah, I usually tip because I usually get two subs from my wife and I. I'll tip them two bucks, like a buck a sub. Yeah, what the fuck, right? You know, um, you know, and because, hey, they make good, they're good sandwich artists. And, uh, actually this latest round of, because you know how the revolving door in the, in the fast food game. Um, they've had kind of the same employees for a while there now. And I really like them. They're, They're nice. They're good. They're respectful, quick. And they're good. Um, when I first moved out here, they had a couple, most of them were okay. But they had a couple of the younger teenage girls. Oh, they were bitchy. Um, yeah, I wouldn't tip then. But um, these la- the last round of workers here I do. Like I said I'm waiting for the day McDonald's starts adding, like, tips, things to, their, to the friggin' yeah. Anyway, do you tip if you're picking up pizza? I don't know. Yeah, I gotta say, I do. I'm a, I'm a sucker. Uh Like I said, I'm, I'm just scared they're gonna mess with my food. Um, uh, well, I will say we'll kind of wrap. What if we're at the 50 minute? Yeah, we'll kind of wrap this up. But what's a pet peeve? Oh, pet peeves. What are my pet pee? Holy shit. Okay, well, this might have just turned into a two parter. Um, pet peeves. Oh, well, shit. Um. I will say it, it's been, it's funny, um, cause it's, <laughs> it's been brought up to me before from people that I listen to the show or even when I've had guys on the show, like fellow fight fans and, you know, we'll get talking beforehand and stuff. And, uh, cause obviously most of the time it's the first time I've had like verbal conversations with them, you know, other than text or whatever, but like, Oh yeah, you know, I listen to your show. And boy, yeah, I love it when you get really mad and stuff. Do you really get that mad? And, you know, and I've had people ask me and it's like, no, I'm not, uh, in my, my daily life. Um, no, I'm not a spaz out. Um, uh, no, I'm pretty mellow. I'm actually really quiet, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, growing up in like school and stuff, I wasn't a class clown. I wasn't loud. You no, know, kind of sat in the back. You know, I had friends and stuff. And I wasn't a bully or anything like that. I was just, no, nah, I just. Yeah, no, I had my group of friends, but I was never caused, really caused problems. Now, was I, I wasn't Johnny, you know, goody goody or anything, but I mean, like, oh, we did stupid shit and whatever. We, we were smart though, flew under the radar. We never really got caught. So, um uh, but no, I was never the class clown. I never liked being the center of attention or anything like that. That's never, never my thing. So, um <clears throat> but, um, um, Maybe that's probably, maybe uh, I'm analyzing myself here. Maybe that's kind of why, like, I always liked radio and, uh, you know, um, cause I've, I've talked about that before on here that I wanted to get into radio right out of high school and stuff. But, uh, you know, obviously my path took me a different direction, but I think that's probably why I started the podcast was for my radio fetish. Um, um, but, uh, you know, probably the, the, what is the anonymity of radio, um, I like that. Um, yeah. Cause I, it, and like I always say with the podcast, it's like, um, now granted, it's a question. And so I, I get the irony of this, but it's like, you know, I never did this show. Like some people do, well, that might be part of my, one of my answers to the pet peeves. Um, like these influencers and stuff like that, they're doing it to create their uh, air quote brand for themselves. And, and it's about, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, okay. But, um, I never did this show for that. Um, it wasn't about getting me famous or, you know, like I've said, I didn't do this to like, oh, someday I'm going to be on Sportsnet. Like, no, uh, I'm, I'm too old, too fat and don't care enough, <laughs> you know, uh, t- for anything like that. Maybe if I was young and, and podcasting had been around, maybe I would have viewed it differently and and used it maybe as I've tried to use it for a vehicle. But um, in this stage of my life, no, I just wanted to talk hockey fights and at the time when I started this, no one was doing that. And, uh, I wanted to do that. And I wanted to talk to players and fight fans and, and make it about their stories, not about mine. Um, so I guess it's a roundabout way, but no, yeah, this show's never been about me or, uh, or anything. It was, oh, it's always about just presenting the product. And, um, uh, yeah, so on a personal level, no, I was never, uh, I, I was never the class clown or anything like that, but, uh, but I do. Uh, but if you you talk to people that know me, yes, I I could I could talk the ears off a of brass monkey. Clearly, as we're almost an hour in, and I've talked about nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, for any long-term listeners of the show, no, I can I can beat a dead horse numerous numerous times. I can kill it, re-br- bring it back to life, and kill it again. Um, but yeah, pet peeves. Um, yeah, oh, God, people that talk. Well, people that talk on speakerphone on their cell phone. There was a clown at Walmart the other night when we were shopping. Yeah. Up and down on speaker. Like everybody wants to listen to your conversation. Like really shut up. Like ugh, that drives me nuts. Um, um, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, ugh, I, I guess I probably could have just started and finished with this one. Um, yeah. People that have to inject politics into everything drives me nuts. Um, and like I said, and I've all, and I've said on this show before, I've had guests that have wanted to come on and talk politics. And that's like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I, I think people listen to the show because they want to get away from all that shit because it seems everywhere you turn, that's all that it is nowadays. Um, you have every, every podcast with like four dorks sitting on a couch with a flag behind them yelling about. Oh, whatever woke or freedoms or uh, free cancel or I don't know to me. It's a lot of fear-mongering and just like it's like can you guys not I I guess as I'm an old man sitting here now. It's like I've recognized the con for what it is and um yeah, all it is is they're just say outrageous shit or whatever to get lip people listening and whatever and it's just you know, like, I mean, you got like, like Rogan or Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson or people like that. And it's like, you know, I, it's not that I agree or disagree with everything they say. I mean, I'm not, it's, Oh, I'm a Rogan disciple or anything like that. No, his show's all right. I mean, do I listen to every episode? No. Um, I find some of his stuff eye rolling and I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't agree with everything he says and, you know, and to me, he's, you know, I, I mean, he knows his audience. He knows his audience really well. And it's a certain demographic and that's who he plays to. And I mean, he's got to keep his ratings up for his Spotify, for his Spotify deal. And you can see how his show has changed over the years after getting the Spotify deal. And he could say otherwise, but it's true. You could see it. And, uh, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just, you know, that's the way it is. And, um, you know, whatever. Um, Andrew Tate, uh, eh, some again he says outrageous shit Because he's playing he's a character and you know Gets people to listen and I don't know anybody That wears sunglasses inside I kind of Find douchey to begin with And But Hustler University said it's a fucking Con of course you know but again Do I disagree with everything he says no I don't um But I find some of his stuff Just to be eye rolling and, and Jordan Peterson very smart man Dr. Peterson and again Some of the stuff I agree with some of it I don't um I, I think when, when you start venturing though into conspiracy, I have no time for conspiracy theory shit. That tinfoil hat shit drives me nuts. It's like, yeah, you just don't like the answer you got, so you're gonna create bullshit. Well, he's right about some things. Oh, you throw enough shit against the wall. Yeah, some of it'll stick eventually, but how much damage you do in the meantime, you know? So I don't have any time for that shit. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I have no time for that. Not to say, whatever, there's nothing wrong with, Asking questions But when it's like You ask the question You got the answer From an educated source That can give you an answer But you don't like it So now you're gonna Pull shit at Like just why So Um But when it comes to politics Like I've I've been asked Amazingly enough I've been at, I've been asked Numerous times Countless You know Left or right bro And like Who fucking cares Um I always said left wing, right wing. It's the same bird, man. It's all bullshit. Like, um, you know, I, I just, um, it was like, well, who would you vote for? Well, it depends on the candidate. Like, like I wouldn't be married to a party. It's like, it depends who the candidate is to be completely honest. Um, and it's like, oh, you left or right. What topic are we talking about? I can lean either way. Um, extremism on either way drives me nuts. That's, annoying as shit um to me politics has just become hate politics it's like oh the other even if it's a good idea the other side came up with it so i can't agree with it well (laughs) what um no it should be to do the betterment of society to help people that's i mean i guess that's naive on my part but it's just like that's always what i thought politics was supposed to i mean i understand it's not but that's that's what i've understood it to be is to help and like create a society, like a better society, marching forward, advancements, that type of thing. So yelling and screaming about nonsense is pointless, and that's what it's become. And they came, they came up with it, so I have to disagree. It's just like, what? Like, just, and it's just become, no, well, not the politics, it's become dishonest. Well, not that politics was ever honest, but now it's just out outright lies to just to, you know, to get your base and, fired up and stuff, so, no, I find it all, I, I don't like the state of politics right now, um, on either side, and not just, obviously, I'm not an American, so Democrat, I'm not an American, obviously, so, I mean, you know, up here, I mean, there's, you know, there's always, uh, you know, conservative, liberal, NDP, all that stuff, and, um, Every, and like I said, I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to like wimp out or, but whatever, As if you take a common sense approach to it, every, both, both, every side's got good ideas and, and every side sounds ridiculous at the same time. So I don't really know really what to tell you. I guess it's like Teflon, right? I'm trying to stay in the middle, but like I've always said, it depends what topic we're talking about. It's crime and punishment or education or social programs. I lean left or right, depending on what we're talking about. Um, At one time, back in Canada, we had a three—you know—we have a three-party system. Liberal meant middle. Now, liberal, some dirty word. Um, I've always said, if actually if you look up the 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 dictionary definition of liberal, that's probably what I am, or closest to what I am, or what I believe in. Um, But now it's oh, it's some they—they've meant to oh, it's some soft left extreme left wing. Snowflake guy. It's like well, I'm not so that's not me either. So no, I've always taken liberal to mean middle That's what I've always viewed it as and maybe that's my I that's how I've interpreted it anyway And that's what my politics are. I've always said common-sense middle approach is is is, uh, is is and I liked it better when they ran on platforms instead of just hate speech and uh What the other guys not doing well, what would you do different? Well, not that well that's not an answer so um i I just don't like the fact that it's a team sport now and I hate politics that's uh it's unfortunate and that's where the world is right now so um I guess um I'm going around about I'm going around my elbow to get to my wrist here but <clears throat> no nah, truly I mean what I would say with politics I mean in Canada I know the fashionable thing is to uh you know hate on Trudeau and everything else and it's like man I'm not a big huge Trudeau guy at all um was he ran three times, as you say, um, I've only voted for him once, to be honest. Um, yeah, I didn't, I won my heart for the first time. Yeah. So no, I, I, so I get it, but at the same time, um, I'm, I'm not really liking what the, what his opposition is doing right now either. So, you know, but I think this idea that we don't have freedoms and cancellation and everything, oh, come on, you know, um like I said I've I've walked the Saskatchewan road earth here for 48 years and uh I last time I left I have freedom and I'm I'm good. I always say with my with with in my personal life I have I've always found actually city city and provincial politics affect me more than federally does um i mean i guess you could view it as all oh, it's a domino effect but in reality i mean when my property tax goes up that's what i feel the most is a property tax and what's well, a city thing and you know provincially right now you know teachers are on strike here and so my wife so that affects me what my provincial government's doing they don't like unions here so i'm not a big uh fan of our provincial government at the moment um you know so they're fighting with teachers and healthcare, and i know our contract's coming up and we're not it ain't looking good, and they're not big union fans in this province, which, you know, maybe some of my listeners aren't big union That's fine, but at the end of the day, I'm in a union. So, oh, believe me. Oh, believe me. I'm, uh, I get the union hate. I'm not, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm in one as a government worker. So, um, you know, but, uh, you know, so I've, uh, I see all of that as well. So, um, but I think that affects me a lot more than what, Trudeau and what they're doing in Ottawa has done. So, um, sort of go on Twitter or on social media and yell and scream about, I don't know, I don't, uh, they, well, for one, no one's listening. It's just an echo chamber. Um, you're not making a difference. You're not going to go, you go on some Facebook group and start fighting with people. It's not like you're going to change anyone's mind. So, all you're doing is riling yourself up and And affecting your own mental health, which that's, that's pretty pointless, I would say. So, um, yeah, I've just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a real unfortunate place. But so I guess I'm going to just put on, uh, my, my blinders and, and live my life. Like I said, I'm going to Las Vegas here in a month and, uh, um, yeah, just continue to work and, and, and make money and, uh friends and family and, and just do my podcast and enjoy things. I mean, I don't, I know I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the world is not burning all around me, despite what everyone wants to, to believe and everything. And I listen to these podcasts and UFC fighters yelling about they're here to, for my freedoms and stuff. I what I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe I'm naive, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm almost 50 years old and, Last time I checked, no one's going to cancel me. I don't know what that means. They, again, who's they? Um, There's, you have freedom of speech. Um, I think sometimes you just don't like the consequences that come with it. And, uh, you know, so, but uh, but you can say it, you know, so I don't know what, it's all just buzz terms. And like I said, it's just, uh, Fear mongering and I, I don't know. And I think some people, it, I, I find amusing. It's just they want to, they, they just, they just live in this, like they're, they're, they're trying so hard to be oppressed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're tweeting on your thousand dollar phone, sitting in your house in suburbia with your, you know, your $80,000 jacked up truck in the driveway, but somehow, you know, the world's against you. Okay. You know, all right, <laughs> come on, man, you know, I don't know, maybe that's just the old man and me sitting on the porch, but, um, no, so that would be my pet peeve, one of my, that's my biggest pet peeve right now, is political, poor shit, and like I said, I left, right, I don't give a shit about any of it, and, um, it all, it, all of them bother me, and, um, but at the same, like I said, it, uh, whoever's in charge in Canada, it, at the end of the day, is it going to hugely affect my life? No. That's what I say to anybody down in the States. Biden, Trump, whatever. Is any of it really going to affect your life that much? Yeah, Probably not. As much as you want to yell and rant and rave about it on on social media, probably not. So, it, you know, I would say you're, probably your state government has a lot more effect on you than federally does, but... Again, maybe that's just me being naive and maybe somebody in the comments section will straighten me out. But uh, no, so you're just, oh, you're lefty or righty, bro. Um None. <laughs> no, I'll just kind of hang out here in the common sense middle and let the rest of you fight, I guess. How about that? So, but yes, if I hear one more person yelling about freedom, come on, you're not oppressed. Calm down last time I checked so and and like I said so celebrity whether it be celebrities or athletic athletes the the celebrity worship is embarrassing and um yeah I find it all it's fine it's it's fine to be a fan of the athleticism and what they can do and their skills and all that for sure I mean that's what this show is about right and the you know the athlete and stuff and and to you know for what the guys did and stuff like that but uh yeah, I'm. I'm really not too concerned about their opinion on things other outside of their sport. So yeah. yeah, whatever. And I and I wish some of them would get some class. You know, act like a professional. You know, go out and highlight, do your craft, and uh, and and play the sport. Other than that, stop acting like buffoons and talking like idiots. You know, there. How's that? On a Saturday night, how's that rant pet peeve? I don't know. Did I say anything? Did I offend anybody? I know some people. That's what they they look for. That like, oh, I'm going to say something offensive that rile people up, get them talking. Uh, no, no. I was going to say. I think that was actually a real Teflon like answer. You're still not going to know who I would vote for. My lefty or a righty? Ah. Who gives a shit? Um, like I said, I, I think it's I think we could probably I, I think even the most hardened political person could well, maybe not the most hardened because some of them I don't know are brainwashed at this point, but I think I would think most people that I interact with and most uh air quote normal people, uh can see the idiocy on either side, you can see and I would like to think they could see the con on both sides or with these shows. Can you not? I hope you can um yeah there there concludes my broadcast day um so so i right now so yeah in, so don't uh I always say like if you want to get a hold of me on social media my dms are open or at hotmail at hockeyfights at hotmail dot com send me an email i'd love to hear from you uh about anything um but yeah i if, if you want to talk politics i mean i'm not really going to i probably won't really respond to you. You know, I mean, regardless of who you vote for, I don't care. I really don't. That's the great thing about the democracy, right? You can vote for who you want, you know, and uh, see what happens. But, uh, yeah. I was always, like I said, I, I was always, my parents always said, there's two things in life you don't talk about with people. It's politics and religion. I really wish people, I really wish we could go back to that. Because I don't want to hear about either of them, I don't want to talk to anybody about either of them, um, and it seemed to be a lot, lot, uh, lot less tension when people didn't. So, um, yeah, wouldn't that be nice to go back to that? Yeah, have a real Mayberry, you know, small world type look at things, you know. Do 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 Was that oh, was Andy Griffin? Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just babbling at this point, taking up air, valuable airtime. And taking up your time, which is valuable, um, yeah. So again, I, if to yeah, say if my I don't I don't think that was a real political rant. I think that was just sort of a common sense answer to it. Um, I I put it this way: I find both sides very annoying. How about that? There's a there's my final thought on it. But like I said, left wing, right wing, it's the same bird, folks. No matter how much you don't want it to be. Um, but again, my show, my opinion, right? you want to have your opinion, start your own show. <laughs> so, but anyway, there's the Q and a for today. Um, yeah, I'm uh, hoping to have, uh, I'm not going to throw out his name, but hope they having a player guest on Wednesday for you guys. And, um, just got to set up a time with him. And I think hopefully we rec- record on Monday. I'm hoping so should be fun. And, uh, he was a, he was a wild and crazy dude in, uh, so in the, in juniors and in the minors. So it should be fun. And, uh, Looking for, and I know he's from going back and forth and I know he's pretty pumped up. So, um, should be a fun little talk, but, uh, other than that, guys, how about we wrap it up for tonight? Um, again, I really want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the show. I know there's hundreds of podcasts out there. The fact that you took time to listen to this one, I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And, um, yes, we will keep, I will, I will, after today, yes, I will be keeping politics out of the show. So, (laughs) um, Yeah, You guys would be actually surprised The number of guys that want to come on here and talk about it It's like, why? No So, anyway Enough of that But, uh, thanks guys And, uh, yeah, let's get out of here Talk to you cats on Wednesday Thanks everybody And you people that don't like fighting How many of you did you walk out And get a coffee while that was on?